You're listening to the Traffic and Conversion Show. I'm your host, Michelle Fernandez, and it is time to unlock the power of this tool to save you time and money. Today, I'm sharing the most effective ways to use chat GPT. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Traffic and Conversion Show, where it's all about helping online entrepreneurs amplify their content, build their influence, and convert their leads into sales to grow a profitable business and a life they absolutely love. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome back to the show. It's Michelle. How's it going? I don't know about you, but things are busier than ever, which is great. I cannot complain. I am hiring and building the team and looking for ways to leverage not only my time, but my team's time. And today is all about unlocking the power of chat GPT to save you time and money. Now, what is chat GPT? It's all the rage these days. So just in case you haven't heard, it's an artificial intelligence that will give you a response based on your chat, right? Now, this isn't anything new. Tools like Jasper and Copy AI have been around for a minute. Now, these tools are different as there's something between you and the outcome, which is the prompt, right? The prompt is to write content, like it's you were given it parameters to write. The difference with ChatGPT is that you are in control of the prompt. It's trained on the content that exists on the internet, in addition to any content that you provide it, right? So this opens a world of potential. You can say, I didn't like, I didn't like that the way you wrote that. Can you change it? Um, which you really couldn't do with Jasper. So it's coachable and it's trainable, right? It does have a free and a paid version. The difference with the paid version is that you don't have to wait. I don't know if you've used it already, but you might log in. It'll be like, hey, it's full. You know, we're we're really busy right now. Come back later. Um, So with the paid version, you don't have to do that. Like you get immediate access. And then you also get access to any beta things that they're coming out with or any early release. All right. So. What are the limitations and potential risks? So this has been like kind of all the talk and and the circles that I've been. It's like, okay, this is great, but right? There's always a yeah, but, okay. Since the data is gathered from the internet, there is a risk for incorrect results, right? It doesn't provide you with the sources that it used to come up with this data. So then you can maybe even do further research, right? So that's one. Another potential risk or limitation comes because it's not clear on how the information that you entered is used. So some people have expressed privacy or even IP concerns, okay? There's also ethical considerations because you don't know if the source is real or accurate. Again, it gets the data from the internet. And we all know that not everything on the internet is real or accurate, right? Also, There is a risk of bias based, again, on the fact that it's giving you results um, from the internet, okay? Now, you might have heard a lot of people think that there's going to be all this loss of jobs or you never have to hire a copywriter. It's like, poor copywriters, they're out of business. This is not meant to replace anybody. What it is, is it's going to change how we work and how we can leverage it to our benefit. Because here's the thing, change is hard. And change is also inevitable. And we are going to have to adapt, right? As with anything else, 
with marketing that's new, (laughs) we always have to adapt. So I always go in with the mindset of how can I leverage it to enhance what I'm doing and enhance the content that I put out to my community, right? So let's dive into the best tips and practices. Now, you want to type it into like as a prompt that when you're prompting the AI, right? So when I was talking about the differences between, let's say, Jasper and the chat GPT is that you are going to give it a prompt, which means you're giving it a trigger of what you want the response, okay? So give it as much context and specificity upfront as possible, right? So organize yourself into paragraphs or include bullets. Give it as much information as possible. In fact, treat it like there's a person on the other side, right? So if you had your assistant or your copywriter, you're going to give it the specificity, the clarity, and some pushback. And we'll get into that in just a minute, okay? Super vital to getting what you want back, right? The better, the more that you put in and more specificity, the better results you're going to get back, right? So think of it is that if somebody else put in the same prompt, then are you going to get the same results they did? No, because you're you're going to give different clarification, different specificity, okay? Number two, push back. Tell me more about that, right? Right, just like if someone were to come back to you, I remember like when I was in school and I would like start to write like an essay and then I would go to the English teacher and I would say, what do you think? And then they would tell me, tell me more about this, dive into more of it, be more creative about this, right? Be more descriptive, right? That's what pushing back is, okay? So you can say like, tell me more about this or here's what I meant from this or can you try again or can you reward this and be more specific or more compelling? So think about this. If you've used it before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You enter information, right? And then it'll, I don't know, list 10 things, right? And so let's say you get to, I don't know, number two, and you could say, hey, tell me more about, and then you copy whatever number two said, and you say, tell me more about this, okay? And then it'll rewrite it or or position it in a different way. That's what pushing back is. Number three, Note what worked and what didn't in the prompts for better prompting next time, right? So as you're playing with this, again, have fun with it. Don't be threatened by it. Don't be like, oh, this is so like nervous. Like have fun with it. Like you're not going to get a grade on it, right? It's not forever and ever, amen. Like have fun with it, okay? And when you're doing this, which is tip number four, separate your chat GPT threads for different topics. So you'll notice when you go in, you can just type in the prompt and keep typing more and more prompts. But over to the left, you are going to have a list of the different prompts, okay? So by creating a new chat, right, or a new prompt, this is the way that you can kind of keep the thread of the different topics or subtopics than you are with the initial chat. You can also see your pushback right? And then you have it all in one nice, neat thread for you to go back to, which is going to save you time, Um, especially when you're like, wait a minute, I want to dive deeper into that topic because this post or this ad or whatever worked. How can I like get a little bit more information out of it? Easy for you to go find. And more importantly, by having one topic and one specific thread, it's not going to mix any of your content or information with another chat. Make sense? Okay. The number five tip is give it a role to play, right? 
So one of the things that how you can prompt it is be like, pretend you are something or you are a highly sought after blah, 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 right? So be creative with it, like really get into it, okay? Now, when we're asking, maybe maybe you even ask it to challenge or argue your point of view. So think of this as it's helping you and or your audience see things from a different perspective, right? So you might even say, tell me the opposite of this, right? This will help you with your objections. So we're not only looking at this to use for your copywriting, right? Or your messaging, you can also use it as your sales, right? You could be using it as a webinar, as a topic, because honestly, we might think we know what the objections are, what people say, but it might inspire something new to come up, okay? Too many people are using this as like basically a search engine, right? Or a search bot. Like they're just putting in information, like how do I, three most, whatever, right? Um, and they get the information and they're, ju- they're just good with it. Well, here's what happens. You run the risk of that incorrect information. And frankly, Google's data, when you search something in Google, they can help you not only find what's best based on your topic, based on what everybody else is searching or clicked on, but it also gives you other articles or other videos for you to do some search. If that's what you're truly doing to do some search, it's going to give you just more variety. You can also source um, where these things are coming from. Okay. So what else can you use this for? Literally everything. Okay. (laughs) Both personal and business. Okay. So let's dive into what you can be using this for, for some ideas for sales and marketing. Okay. Now, All of it is you need to be very, very specific. So when I'm talking about specificity, before I give you all the uses, these could be things, um, when I'm talking about specificity, you can put the prompt in, okay? So before you write anything, it's like, hey, I'm a coach who coaches health and fitness women, or I'm a health and fitness coach whose clients are stay-at-home moms in their 30s with children up to the ages of seven. Um, They struggle with getting their energy up, losing the baby weight, and looking for ways to eat healthy with their busy schedules, okay? That's pretty specific. So when I input a prompt after that, then it's going to give me specific information regarding to my client avatar or whatever specificity that you put in, okay? So I hope that gave you some clarity when I'm talking about specificity, okay? So let's put this in use. So I'm going to read you through some ideas or different types of cases that you can use this specifically for your business and in sales and marketing. Okay. Number one is obviously general content ideas. You can also search it for better ways to understand your customer, right? So even if we just went with that example, it could, you could be creative and asking specific information on moms at this age with children of this age, right? Um, I'm going to read through the rest of them pretty quickly, and there's quite a bit. So you might have to come back and uh, or press pause as I go through and jot them down, okay? So outline contents or scripts. Maybe write contents or scripts for you. Maybe it's to rewrite or refine or even proofread your content, right? How many times do I sit here um, building a funnel or something, and I'm like, You're so close to it because you're reading it over and over that you might see it. And then later you go to look at it and you're like, oh, I have a typo there, right? So this could be something perfect for you to use to proofread it. 
Um, repurposing your content, right? Turn it into something else. So how can you take maybe a blog post and then make it into um, short form content? Um, let's say it's either, we talked about repurposing, maybe making copy more persuasive or compelling, really, really good for sales. Um, make your copy more clear or written towards a specific avatar. Brainstorm headlines. Do some research for you, right? Find studies that were done on your topic. Definitely, you want to make sure that you double check where you're getting these statistics from. Maybe it's writing an analog, ideas for ad copy and creative, identify trends or gaps in your industry or your niche, um, keyword research, competitive research, summary of the data. Maybe it's even create some sort of a survey lead magnet, right? There's so many different ideas. I could keep going on and on. Um, also too, like, I don't know about you, but like naming things sometimes is a little bit challenging for me when it's like, how do I come up with a name for, you know, that sounds super cool for this module or this framework, right? You could do all that kinds of stuff. Also ideas for FAQs. Um, maybe even we talked about objections or potential objectives, Ideas for visual creative, right? Like images, carousels, things like that. Outlines for your presentations, webinars, workshop. Like the list is literally endless. And then when you push back, you're asking them to rewrite things, right? So maybe you want to say, hey, can you rewrite this and make it more of something or less than something? So let me tell you about what I mean about more or less, okay? Okay. Again, with specificity. So we do we want it to be more persuasive, maybe more informative, more or less descriptive, maybe more or less humorous or action-oriented, right? Because you want people to take action to do this thing, right? Maybe it's even more or less empathetic and also more or less concise, all right? Is this helping? I hope that you all are like writing this down because there are so many different things that you can do with this, okay? Also, when it comes to your business operations, there's like, I can't even begin to tell you the uses for this, okay? So I'm just gonna shoot them out. Writing emails, basic coding, um, solving nuances like technical issues, maybe crafting like templated or canned responses for your customer su support. Um, maybe finding themes with your customer support inquiries, like, you know, what are some, you know, customer support inquiries for the health and fitness business? I, I don't know why I'm using that, but I am. Okay. Um, write standard operating procedures for X, right? Maybe it's even improving your processes or coming up with internal processes, such as like, um, again, again, naming conventions, right? Thinking through like campaign paths, right? Like, so if you're talking about like an automated campaign, right? Or how can I simplify this based on the way you have your systems or structures? Maybe it's even writing spreadsheet formulas, okay? Also, human resources in your business. It's like, write a, write a job description for X, right? Um, come up with interview questions. Uh, maybe it's even like draft a test assignment for a particular job. Maybe it's onboarding process. What is a great onboarding system? How to measure your goals or outcomes. Um, it could even be like role-playing on difficult conversations when it comes to things. So can you see how this tool is so, so powerful? Literally, the possibilities are limitless if you use it correctly. All right. I appreciate you so much for being here with me today. 
And hey, if you haven't already, I would absolutely love it if you left me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes. All right, cheers to leveraging ChatGPT. And until next time, let's grow your business together. There's never been a more crowded market in the online world. And every day you are constantly fighting the masses for attention of your ideal client. And we all know that in order to have a successful business is by keeping a steady flow of new leads and sales. And in order to get that, you need a steady flow of new followers to be able to build new relationships and make connections. Getting a steady flow of new followers in such a crowded market is easier than you think. I've created a simple strategy that will help you cut through the noise and connect with your ideal clients quickly and effectively so they will want to work with you. It's all about connecting and converting new leads in 45 seconds and turning those eternal scrollers into paying clients in just 45 seconds. Whether you're still growing organically or ready to pour some money into paid advertising, this simple strategy will bring in new leads who are warmed up and ready to hand over their cash. If you're tired of wasting time and money on trying to stand out, then you're going to want to grab my guide at themichellefernandez.com forward slash four five to help you stand out from the crowd so you can scale with ease.